Welcome to the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective. My name is Kaya Ra. I'm the author of the Sophia Code and the Oracle for an Ascended Master High Council called the Sophia Dragon Chime. It's my great honor, privilege, and pleasure to welcome you to tonight's Prayer Collective call. Uh, for January 2021. This has been quite a month. <laughs> and uh, we've had quite a week here in the United States with the inauguration week, uh, which regardless of how you feel about politics, one side or the other, it's been a tender, tender week for our hearts. And so I'm really excited and thrilled that we get to come together in this space of prayer and meditation to bring that calming, serene, uh, higher self activating presence of Quan Yin, who is our overlighting key code ascended master guide for this evening's prayer call. Uh, for those of you who are just popping on or joining us for the first time, the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective is inclusive of all spiritual lineages. All names of God are welcome here. And uh, the, the purpose of the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective is to Honor the truth of your higher self, the truth of your own sovereign direct connection to the source, otherwise known as God or Great Spirit or Holy Spirit or <laughs> Divine Mother, Divine Father. In my personal experience of uh, communing in the presence of God, God is simply happy to welcome you home what, by whatever name you call that presence of unconditional divine love. And uh, the Sophia, the, the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective is guided by a sacred text that was given to us by the Ascended Masters called the Sophia Code. And so very often during our prayer collective calls, we read from passages of the Sophia Code. Uh, and we highlight specific teachings from divine feminine Ascended Master mentors that are guiding our collective awakening to the truth of our sovereign divinity in this lifetime. I'm so happy to see so many of you coming on live. It's such a pleasure to be here with you this evening. For those of you who are listening to the replay, please know that the presence of your higher self is deeply felt. We understand how vast our international community is and not everyone can be here with us live. And so I'm sending out my special gratitude and blessings to you uh, for those community members who are listening on tonight's replay. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to pray, to meditate, and to step into a deeper journey with our Ascended Master Guides together through the Prayer Collective podcast. This evening, I'm also celebrating uh, that we began our mentor journey, uh, Transforming Trauma into Soul Power, which I'll be leading live for the next six weeks, uh, uh, right up until March. Um, we have had so many incredible uh, reflections, feedback, shares happening in our private forum, because as many of you know, when I offer a private mentor journey, we also have a private class forum. And that is always an interesting uh, process to open up that space, um, especially with such a, at times, highly charged topic as trauma and how we are transforming our trauma into soul power. And I just want to send a massive shout out to the incredible amount of souls that chose to go in this journey with myself and our team and with the Ascended Masters, reading the reflections of how you are choosing 
to become fully present uh, with all of the feelings of the trauma, as well as the, the golden rays of medicine that you can feel and you know are there behind the pain of the trauma. I have been so blown away by how authentic your reflections are, how everyone is rising to the occasion to speak about their trauma from such a clear and, uh, and, and self-loving and self-compassionate place. Like, to me, this is one of the most inspiring moments of, of uh, recently for me of my professional career to witness hundreds of souls choosing to become so sober to their healing journey that the trauma and the pain and the suffering has no, it cannot hold power over you anymore. That's what happens when we step into the full presence of what, of what we survived, which can be alchemized into spiritual gold. I want to thank you for, for your trust um, to that, you know, for deciding to, that this was a safe place for you, that this was a safe place for us as a community to transcend even higher um, and to honor our pain, not spiritually bypass the pain, but to honor it with presence and self-love and self-compassion, which then allows us to gather the spiritual gold and the spiritual medicine that we are here to offer back to life. That's what's so incredible about transforming trauma into soul power. It's like when we take the time to really be present with, with our hearts, <laughs> with the one within us that survived, with the one within us survived, what happens is we no longer fear life. And in fact, we become overwhelmingly grateful for everything that we've experienced and we become an offering back to life. That's ultimately the, the, the journey of moving into your soul power. It's when we become loving towards our own hearts and compassionate enough towards our own hearts that we begin to embrace our hearts as the hero of our own story. And we begin to understand that not that the, the personal journey of healing becomes a an offering back to the collective healing which then completely dismantles shame and all the ways we've been programmed to belittle ourselves and to punish ourselves for what we have survived when we transform our trauma into soul power we identify that nothing that has ever happened to us can have any hold or power over us. That indeed we have the creative power, we have the sovereign Holy Spirit, divine light within us to heal all wounds. And I mean all wounds. Many of you know what I have survived. I do not speak those words um, in, in a light way. I know what the depth of those, of those words mean to say out loud. When we choose to have an incredible amount of patience and compassion for the one within us that you know, has survived the loss of loved ones, that has survived losses of our own physical body, that has survived the broken heart journeys that we've taken, that we've embarked upon in this world, we come into a place of self-acceptance for the journey that, that, that begins this process of 
alchemizing our life experiences into the, the spiritual gold of wisdom, we start to become embodied way showers of grace. What does that mean to become a, an embodied way shower of grace? It means that by you honoring what you have experienced in life that was painful for you, and it doesn't doesn't have to just be abuse. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be surviving a journey of illness that created trauma in your life. It could be the loss of a job. Um, it, it, there are so many ways that the, the, the twists and turns of our journey through life can really shock us and send us into a tailspin and wonder how we're going to find our center again. But what's so interesting is that that process of finding our center through our communion with our higher self, with our communion with God, Sophia, the Holy Spirit of compassion, when we step into these beautiful <clears throat> and sovereign mentor relationships with the Ascended Masters, what we discover is the journey of how we find our center back to our own hearts, the journey of how we you know, find ourselves back inside the presence of unconditional self-love, that journey becomes pearls, medicine, hope, grace for others to consider that they can take that same journey as well. It's the only way we're going to transform humanity's heart, transform the future of this planet, to choose the highest timeline for the collective means that at least 1% of humanity chooses to embark upon the path of reconciling with its sovereign divinity. It's the only way the ship turns around. This is why uh, myself and our beautiful team angels you know, we are, we are constantly dedicated to bringing this work forward day and night all around the world to, to individuals who are ready to step into the truth of their sovereignty or even consider that they're sovereign. When we approach the journey of healing from the perspective of our higher self, what we are choosing to do is actually quite radical. We are choosing to view what we have survived <clears throat> as part of the story that we wrote for ourselves. That's not an easy thing to hear or to be with. We are choosing to remember that our souls are so holy, so powerful, so sovereign, so divine that we actually chose these lifetimes that we are living right now before we ever got here. And it is from that perspective that you understand the path of a bodhisattva, what they call a bodhisattva in, uh, in the Buddhist tradition, which you could also think of as being an angel that chose to come to earth that had the power to heal yourself from whatever you chose to experience. That's a big concept that we are stepping into in this year's mentor journey with transforming trauma into soul power, but also, of course, with the Sophia Code. The Sophia Code has showcases multiple examples of these masters who became masters, not because life was easy for them, but because they chose to create 
their highest potential, no matter what the circumstances of their life were presenting to them. Many of these masters faced, faced uh, incredible hardships for the times that they were living in, or as such as in White Buffalo Woman's case, when she came to earth, she faced uh, the heart of a people that needed to make a very strong pivot that had to let go of a lot of very strong belief systems to step into a whole new cosmology. Either way, there was resistance involved, resistance to, um, to what needed to happen for the highest potential to unfold. And these masters did not become recognized masters because it was easy. They became recognized masters because they persevered because they had a prayer. They, were, they had a prayer in their heart to become embodied way showers of grace for others. Why would any of us have a prayer to become embodied way showers of grace for others? Well, it's because we identify when you have experienced enough healing in your life, when you have experienced a certain measure of success, when you have um, you know, perhaps fulfilled some of your dreams uh, in your life, you realize that ultimately the sweetest nectar in life happens by um, not just serving your own heart, which is very, very important. The only way to discover this is by serving your own heart first, but you identify over time that your greatest sense of connection in life, your greatest sense of fulfillment in life is when we are consecrated to healing and loving and uplifting all of us. You know, for some of us that, that, that simply extends to the planet and to humanity. For others of us, we understand we have an interstellar mission. We understand we are of you know embodiments of grace not just for humanity but for other star nations and and the angelic the orders of angels that we co-create with we understand that life is here to be served out of gratitude for the opportunity to be alive but speaking of white buffalo woman in, in the Sophia Code and her Kiko 7 initiation, there's a prayer at the end of it. It's Wenewachelo. Wenewachelo is the prayer for more life. It's the, it's the recognition when the soul recognizes, wow, good, bad, amazing, or hard, challenging, or easy life. God, I am praying for more life. I will take more life no matter what life brings to me because I understand now the value of life, the value of being alive, this incredible gift that I get to learn on this planet, in this world of form. When I was Chielo, I pray for more life. I'll take life no matter what it brings. For I know more life will, will make me an even more humble, even more powerful, even more creative uh, uh, ministry back to life. Life humbles us to remember just what a gift it is. Not in a punishing way. Sometimes life humbles us by being so, so full of grace and so blessed that we have, we eventually come to our knees and understand, oh my God, how am I this blessed? How do I give back? 
it's important to understand whatever we're experiencing in life has been arranged and directed by our higher self-consciousness that knew no matter what you experience in this lifetime, you would have the courage, the intelligence, the compassion, and the faith to overcome those circumstances and to live in your highest potential. And that's why the Sophia Code has come to us in this lifetime, because there are so many of us that are walking this path of transforming both our personal and collective trauma back into soul power. So I want to thank you for allowing me to share a little bit about what has been so exciting for me uh, since the commencement of this week's journey, uh, mentor journey. And uh, <clears throat> for those of you who are interested or curious, we are keeping the temple gates open for one more week of enrollment because I am so blown away by what I'm witnessing in our community forum and the depth of healing that's unfolding for all of us just after the first week that I want to keep those temple gates open um, for anyone else that, that's really feeling that call or that was unsure. It's time. <laughs> the miracles are happening because the collective is healing. So in honor of this collective healing, I would love for us to open our copy of the Sophia Code because I feel so inspired to revisit Kuan Yin's chapter today. Our homework for this week in um, Transforming Trauma to Soul Power was to revisit the Kuan Yin initiation and to reread the Kuan Yin initiation out loud. That initiation is a blueprint for understanding the consciousness that is required for forgiving yourself for the choice to come into this very broken world to experience the perfection of life, the power of life to walk us through this broken world and then discover the invincible, holy and um, untouchable light of our sovereign divinity. What a, what a, what a world to discover that within that sovereign Christ light or sovereign Buddha light. Where better to find out the truth of who you really are than in a broken world? Where better to find out the power, the creative power of your sovereign Christ light than in a world full of people wondering if that could even be real? What better world to discover the master within you from the highest realms of perspective, that sounds like a really cool idea. But then you incarnate down on earth and your you know, boots on the ground inside a human body and you go through the painful passages of that discovery. Doesn't feel like such a great idea, does it? But it still remains a great idea, a noble idea, an idea that could save and liberate this world if we collectively decide to live up to that noble idea together. So I wanted to turn to page 237 because every pearl, every passage, every sentence, every paragraph in Kuan Yin's chapter is literally a motherboard of consciousness, of divine feminine consciousness that highlights the journey from victimhood back into the recognition and the identification of your sovereign creatorhood. So 
Um, Paige, what I'd like to do is I'd like to read some passages out loud with you. You're all on mute so we can read out loud together. And then we're going to step into, after a passage, we're going to step into a space of meditation and prayer as we um, choose to bravely and courageously and with the most love honor our heart's journey through Kuan Yin's teachings. So let's turn to page 237 together. And as we turn to page 237 in the Sophia Code, I am welcoming Radiant Kuan Yin, who is key code six in the Sophia Code, she of a thousand waters, feeling that very gentle but powerful presence of awakening that arises when your consciousness connects with Kuan Yin's heart, with her light. Now remember, Kuan Yin in the Sophia Code, as a, girl, as a little girl, was Yoshinami. And so this passage on page 237, it, I really wanted to read it because it's just important for us to identify that Kuan Yin's journey is our journey. No matter what you have experienced in this lifetime, the feelings that she's expressing here are all feelings that we have felt in one form or another. So let's read this passage from the Sophia Code out loud with Kuan Yin's presence guiding us through these teachings. And as we touch into these passages, I invite your body, your feelings, your heart, your mind, to be deeply recognized and honored beyond even your understanding of what you may have survived in this lifetime or another, to truly feel how these words in the Sophia Code are honoring your path in this lifetime, your heart. Kuan Yin writes at the top of 237, and this is the moment that she's running to the jungle after she's been raped, she was left to die and her village had been burned down. She had watched the murder of her family. This is, this is like shock upon shock upon shock upon shock. And now she has been guided by a guardian master angel to run for her life to the jungle. So let's begin at the top of third, page 237 of the Sophia Code. This is the words of Kuan Yin. In that moment, I left everything that I had known far behind me. I ran for my life to hide in the steep sanctuary of mountainous jungle. My consciousness fractured and split itself far off beyond the boundaries of sanity. Living off wild roots and herbs, I became a feral ghost and burrowed myself deep into the forest of my grief. My body often shook back and forth with cellular memories of unresolved trauma. I could not physically feel my skin, whether it was burnt, bleeding, or frozen, in my erratic state, terrified to be seen by another. I somehow managed to survive alone until the age of 17. Internalizing my culture's social conditioning, I judged myself as the worthless orphan of a murdered family 
and a contaminated victim of rape. Carrying this burden of unworthiness broke my heart into a thousand pieces. My consciousness dissolved into a black hole of self-hatred, consumed by the grief. It was a mere thread of connection to my body that kept me alive. In the greatest hour of my darkness, as I was about to end my life, a luminescent figure appeared before me about 20 feet away from my crouching body. He did not blink nor appear to breathe, yet I knew he was alive. I could hear the kind timbre of his voice inside my head, welcoming me to be at peace. I instinctively growled from my gut at his telepathic invitation, yet remained frozen in place by his somehow familiar, radiant countenance. Let's take a moment here with Kuan Yin in the jungle of her grief. I invite you to just breathe into your heart. Kuan Yin's right here with you. And I invite you to follow this thread of Kuan Yin's consciousness to a moment in time where you may have also felt numb from shock or disappointment. Perhaps there was a moment where you could not believe that humanity could be so cruel. Or maybe it was a moment in life where you felt abandoned, where you lost someone and you just couldn't get them back. Noticing in that moment, perhaps in age, how old you are. Noticing the years that followed, perhaps being curious about how that moment in time, that memory, that experience, or that trauma is connected to something you're feeling right now as an adult in 2021, perhaps months or years later. Are there feelings that you could honestly name in this moment with the support of Kuan Yin that you could take the shame away from? What if you didn't have to feel ashamed about feeling numb? What if you didn't have to feel ashamed about feeling grief? What if you didn't have to feel ashamed about feeling enraged? What if you could feel compassion for the one within you that felt terrified? What if you could open your arms with Kuan Yin's help in this moment to embrace the one within you that was courageous enough to experience this moment in time? 
What parts of your consciousness are awakening in this moment to the invitation of more love for you, not less, more acknowledgement for you, not less, more honor for you, not less. And if you like, I invite you to open your hearts and offer a prayer for your heart and ask Kuan Yin for any support that you need about coming into an even deeper whole relationship with your feelings about being human in this lifetime. How would you like to ask for help? Do you need to feel more support? Make this prayer now as we all pray for our own hearts and each other's hearts together as one. I'm also profoundly moved by the presence of Maha Avatar Babaji, who appears in this passage as the luminescent saint that arrived in the jungle to guide Kuan Yin. And what I'm hearing from Babaji at this moment is he's inviting you uh, to invite him as a protector and guide of your healing journey throughout 2021 and for the years to come. I'm hearing him share that there are many, many, many souls on this call that have been so deeply wounded by the patriarchal masculine, which is the wounded masculine. There's a wounded feminine and there's the wounded masculine. And then there's the expression of the whole divine feminine and the whole divine masculine. And what Babaji is saying is just as he offered Kuan Yin that whole divine masculine presence of protection, of unconditional love, of patience, of focus and faith for her healing journey. He's inviting you to invite him in whatever way you're ready to receive his overlighting presence, protecting and guiding, guiding you in your heart in this year's journey of transforming trauma into soul power. If you have been magnetized to other individuals, which I call have an intersecting wound, where your wounding perfectly intersects with the wounding of others. If you have been recently magnetized to individuals that are there to trigger an awareness and awakening to the unresolved pain within you, Babaji is asking if you would like to receive a healing transmission of grace, a divine intervention of grace 
that would allow for you to see the, the, the healing lessons and opportunities without becoming entangled in codependent pain and codependent wounding that could perpetuate the wounding of the past. So what does that mean? That means if you have a wound from your childhood or from earlier in your life, could be adolescence or young adulthood that has not received the amount of presence, the amount of healing, the amount of compassion that it truly needs to move from stagnation into wholeness, that is a wound that remains within you that then magnetizes a matching wound with someone else in this world or even with an entire community, amazingly enough, or a workplace or a location that you live, which can inadvertently continue to perpetuate that pain, the, the, the root of the pain. And so Babaji is saying, Allow me to guide you to opportunities of growth beyond painful lessons. And may you feel his beautiful divine masculine energy mentoring you in the true wholeness of the masculine, not the wounded masculine, not the masculine pretending to be the divine masculine the actual embodiment of god principles that are masculine in orient that are masculine in their expression imagine the most kind and generous and intelligent and thoughtful father figure that lifts you up and will always provide you with wise and sage advice seeing out upon the horizon of your, your life, reflecting back to you the choices that you can make for your highest and best good. What happens when the divine masculine believes in the divine feminine in such a way? Wholeness arises. Completion arises. Completion with what no longer serves and is, and and an ascending state of consciousness into the embrace of what will lead you to your highest success, to your greatest potential of self-love. Feeling into that gift that's being given this evening And I invite you to visualize Kuan Yin and Babaji. They're just, they're with you. They're beside you. They're healing light, different colors of healing light. There's a lot of beautiful pink, rose quartz pink light coming from Kuan Yin's heart to your heart. There's just amazing like golden white light being sent from Babaji's heart to your heart. And within this quantum field of sovereign empowerment, I invite you to visualize, as we have done in other prayer collectives, that beautiful Christ light, that star of your soul within the center of your heart, growing brighter and brighter and brighter. 
and notice that the presence of Babaji and the presence of Kuan Yin activate your consciousness to be able to adjust the lens of how you view the trauma or the painful experiences you have survived in this lifetime. Not to spiritually bypass them, but just to view to view them with the honor and the gratitude and the acknowledgement of all that you have given to have those experiences and to survive and even thrive beyond those experiences. What happens when the Christ consciousness of your own soul, the light of your own soul, looks upon the darkness that you have survived, looks upon the wealth of emotions that you have experienced, the treasure trove of life experience that you are embodying now for the liberation of all beings. When you look upon yourself as the radiant master of light that you are, standing amongst masters of light that have walked before you. Let us return to those words that Kuan Yin had experienced. Black hole of self-hatred. My consciousness dissolved into a black hole of self-hatred. That consciousness that she spoke of was the localized human awareness of her her, you know, her most immediate human experience. How does becoming present to the fullness of your consciousness, your higher self's radiant light, fill that black hole of self-hatred with self-love? I invite you to stretch into that part of your consciousness, that divinity that you are, to look through the eyes of your higher self upon the one within you that has experienced black holes of self-hatred. And if you think you haven't experienced self-hatred, that's okay. That's called denial. We've all experienced self-hatred. And that is not something easy to look at. It can be so buried in our unconscious awareness that it will manifest through codependency. It will manifest through addictions. It will manifest through the ways that we... Uh, resist our divine purpose. Self-hatred runs deep. It's a black hole that can only be discovered through the radiant light of your sovereign divinity. So pulse that light of your own soul's star in the presence of Kuan Yin's compassion. May you feel greater compassion for the one within you that deserves this light that you are. And the protective presence of Babaji's guiding light, may you feel that protection of your own higher self awakening your consciousness to become steadfast, centered, and an invincible self-love that has the power and the courage to face any and all darknesses within that are holding you back from more of you. The light of your soul has the power to brighten, to illuminate, to radiate, to burn back any darkness within you with presence, 
we move to our next passage for this evening in the Sophia Code, giving thanks for how this sacred text is truly such a motherboard of conscious healing and empowerment. I want to talk about hypervigilance. This is on page 238, the second paragraph on 238. Hypervigilance is a a topic we'll be discussing, and I believe week two or week three of Transforming Trauma into Soul Power, the mentor journey. Um, this paragraph on page 238 begins with, this is Kuan Yin. She had passed out after meeting Babaji, and now she's awakening to a small fire that Babaji has built to warm her body. Uh, she was asleep next to the fire. So she, she says, I awoke to a small fire crackling nearby. There was a wooden bowl of rice and a cup of hot water placed at a distance by my right side. I marveled at how foreign a cup and a bowl had become for me. Through my half-open eyes, I feigned sleep to study his every movement as he walked through the jungle. Within every sinew of his musculature, he moved without a shadow of fear or a need to control any outcome. I could see that everything that was within him was at his attention and order. Therefore, everything outside of this man moved in obedience to his magnetic and peaceful nature. So I'm going to pause there for a minute. There's so much to unpack in these two paragraphs, and I want to unpack them as gifts for you. So Kuan Yin is awakening by this small fire that was built for her um, by this loving healer guide, Babaji. She doesn't know this is Babaji, by the way. She's, she's, she, all, all she knows is that this is a stranger that's appeared out of nowhere after she's been alone in the jungle on the verge of insanity for seven years. After seven years of painful, dissociative suffering, she's about to kill herself, and this man appears out of thin air. Imagine her shock. Imagine her surprise and her curiosity, especially given that the last time she had come in contact with, with men, they had raped her and killed her family and burned down her village. So, you know, to be in the presence of a man was, would, would be to trigger every cell of her body into fight or flight. But because she, the presence of this man was so whole and holy and pure in his divine masculine embodiment, his radiant presence of compassion, of love, was disarming her fight or flight re uh, reaction to his presence. It was, it, in essence, the embodiment of wholeness, both feminine or masculine, disarms the nervous system from reactionary behavior. This is why the Sophia Code as a sacred text by default disarms the defensive coping strategies that we uh, fight ourselves against the truth of our own divinity. Because the Sophia Code is a sacred text on the truth of your wholeness and it's impossible to stare into the light and fire and a truth of your whole divinity it's impossible to stare into the truth of that 
uh, and not over time relax into it, soften to it, surrender into who you really are instead of defending the limitations of who you were programmed to think you are, right? This world would program us into victimhood. The Sophia Code liberates us into the truth of our creatorhood, to the truth of our sovereignty. So here we are in this paragraph where Kuan Yin is waking up and she says in the next paragraph, through my half open eyes, I feigned sleep to study his every movement as he walked through the jungle. So what's happening there? This is an element of post-traumatic stress disorder where um, someone who has experienced great trauma or loss or sadness, there's a hypervigilance of that, it, that the survivor is using to protect themselves from being hurt again. So the hypervigilance is used to um, evaluate all situations, uh, wherever you are socially, around others, even in your own home. Uh, you may feel hypervigilant at night uh, to possible intruders coming in. It's a state of consciousness where you're always on guard because of something that happened that took you by surprise at another time. And What's happening in this passage is Kuan Yin is revealing that she, ironically, hypervigilance from from a from a trauma standpoint, it's it's a it's a desire for self love. Now, is it necessarily the fullness of self love? No, <laughs> it's only one step towards the wholeness of self love. But what hypervigilance is doing is it's saying. I suffered enough once and I do not want this to happen again. So I'm going to put everyone on trial outside of me to make sure they're up to the job of loving me. Now, as we all know, hypervigilance, because it's coming out of fear and because it's coming out of a pattern of woundedness, it's not, it's not going to, it doesn't have the power to control the actions of others. That's, that's, that's where we get into codependency from survival. But when we step into a space of wholeness and self-healing and self-love, what we identify is that our own self-love moves us from hypervigilance into the trust of our own divinity, which can guide us to greater and greater experiences of trust and wholeness with others who are worthy of being trusted with others who deeply care about uh, loving you just as much as you care about loving you. But what's interesting about this hypervigilance where she's studying his every move to see, okay, is this guy gonna traumatize me in some way? What's happening here is she is becoming more aware of her body. She is becoming more aware of her environment because his presence is bringing her into greater presence. So instead of judging ourselves for our own hypervigilance when we have experienced something that's terrifying or painful or harrowing or you know, saddening, what we can do is we can look at that hypervigilance and say to the one within us, oh my gosh, you have experienced such deep suffering. 
that you are literally looking for how to keep yourself safe from this happening again all of the time, even in the most subtle ways. How can I love you even more? How can I become even more trustworthy and how I am caring for you, the one within me that survived that experience? How can I become the one that you trust that I am always going to guide you to greater and greater experiences of loving environments, loving people, loving circumstances that, are, that arise as manifestations of my own love for you. Not out of control. You can't control anyone to be loving, but what you can do is love yourself so much that those people who wouldn't be loving towards you are literally flushed out of your reality. Hypervigilance can be honored as a step towards the prayer for authentic self-love that creates a heavenly reality for yourself here on earth. Does that happen overnight? No. The hypervigilance eventually needs to transcend into a self-love that has educated your awareness in how to make healthy decisions that move you beyond self-sabotage, that move you beyond choices, that would recreate situations of pain from the past. Very often people say to me, you know, once I started reading the Sophia Code and going through your mystery school curriculums, I noticed that a lot of people started to leave my life and I felt very lonely. And then I'll have to ask, well, were those people actually uplifting for you? Were they empowering for you? Did you feel more love when you were around them or less love towards yourself? And almost always the response is, no, they were mostly codependent relationships that I couldn't identify were codependent, were harmful to myself until I came to the teachings of the Sophia Code and finally understood the resonance of sovereign self-love. There is a transition, there is a journey that happens when you move from hypervigilance, when you are moving from the realms of, of trauma-reactive, uh, survive, survival-based uh, reactions to life and, and taking the time to create enough safety for yourself through self-loving practices that then begin to, one step at a time, move you into a creatorhood of reality where you are identifying choices and ways of loving yourself that put the guardrails on your outer reality so that your outer reality can stay on a highway of success. Moving towards others and, uh, and uh, you know, vocations of career and work and divine purpose and community and friends and family members, maybe they have to be self-selected family members in your heart that are mirroring back to you wholeness, respect, unconditional love, positivity, encouragement, where you don't feel like you're constantly looking over your shoulder wondering when the other shoe is going to drop in your relationships with others or in the circumstances of your life. Some of us have experienced trauma where that feeling of the shoe, wondering when the, the other shoe is going to drop, that might take the rest of your life 
to really love yourself through. Might take you buying a lot of shoes <laughs> and before you realize there's no shoe that's going to drop and that's okay. Let's love the one within you that experienced something so sad or traumatic that you all that you are constantly you know looking over your shoulder even as life is improving you know, many people wonder you know it's like well i've already healed all of that really for me life healing is a lifetime journey and that doesn't mean i'm not healed it means there's always more love to be brought to the one within me that had the strength and the courage to survive such a great loss You could think about the journey of healing your relationship with life as falling even more deeply in love with yourself every day of your life. It's how we all want to be loved by a partner, a husband, a wife, a significant other, our family members, our closest friends. But can we offer that to ourselves? That much presence and curiosity that moves us from an inner space of hypervigilance to that inner space of expecting the very best that life has to offer you. Through the, the journey of learning how to love yourself and offering the very best to yourself to the best of your ability in every present moment. That's going to look different in every moment based on what's arising next in your consciousness to love within you. I want to thank you for spending that time with that passage with me. And I want to move into another passage because this is a really important passage. For me, it was one of the most important passages for me personally to channel for the Sophia code, I've never been, I think it's one of the, the passages I am the most proud that I had the courage to write just, just exactly the way it was written. Um, it's on page 239. It's paragraph one, two. It's, well, for, for a new paragraph, it'd be paragraph two, but it could also be looked at as paragraph three on page 239. And so this paragraph is talking about, well, actually, maybe we should just back it up to this. Yeah, let's back it up to the second paragraph. And let's just start reading this aloud. It says, this is Kuan Yin reflecting on what happens when the wholeness of ba uh, Babaji's love is brought into her reality. What, you would think, oh, this loving person comes into her reality. She must feel like a princess who's been saved. No. <laughs> Kuan Yin's reaction is, oh my God, how can someone be loving me like this? It makes me feel all of my unresolved feelings even more deeply. I can't stand it. This is very real. People have survived, you know, when you have unresolved trauma and you're trying to call in like your life partner, the love of your life. But if you are really refusing to go into those deeper layers of your trauma, it's impossible to manifest that partner because the truth is that that partner is going to show up and, and there's going to be parts of you that freak out. 
because that love that you're wanting to show up when it does, it's going to shine the light on the places that you still have not learned how to love yourself. This is why transforming our trauma into soul power is essential for us for receiving all the different facets of love that we want to experience in this life. We've got to be willing to give that love to ourselves first because the mirror can be overwhelming. This was, this was Kuan Yin's experience of the mirror on page 239. From my abject grief arose a deluge of shadowy retaliation and projected anger upon this man who only offered me peace. He did not need or want anything from me. He simply came to pray for me, if possible, by my feet. His service of divine love was offered in his full majesty, for he came as a soul, unified with the totality of light that shone out from his eyes. He was an authentic embodiment of sovereignty, and his presence transmitted the possibilities of that sovereign reality for my fractured mind to consider its return to wholeness. This confounded and enraged the intricate web of my suffering state. This is why people have such a strong reaction sometimes to the Sophia Code. It is literally uh, that authentic embodiment of sovereignty that is inviting you back to the truth of the totality of the light within you. And for many people, who are attached or addicted to their suffering, that is so confronting to their awareness. Let's keep going in the next paragraph. I would yell and curse. I would whimper and whine. I would lash out in confusion with too many words that didn't even feel like they were mine. Hiding for days, I would refuse the food he would offer me. Enraged by his patience, I would stamp on the altars he built in honor of my true name. His divine love beckoned unknown territory within me, and I howled as a wounded creature lost in my own night. No matter how I retaliated, he never reacted to me, nor seemed to even see the darkness that consumed me day after day. When he looked at me, I felt his all-consuming gaze summoning the light within me that I thought was lost forever. In the medicine of his relentless divine love, I became a vessel torn open, emptying out the agony of my suffering, but not yet filled with my own Holy Spirit. What an incredible passage from Kuan Yin. You know, we all love to look at images of Kuan Yin in meditation, her peaceful, serene face welcoming us to a quieter moment within us. But, but let us remember the serenity and the grace and the compassion we experienced of Kuan Yin was because she was willing to be fully present with these agonizing feelings within herself. She had no choice in the presence of divine love but to go so far within herself that she had to surrender into this journey of self-love and self-forgiveness and self-compassion, which eventually radically transformed her into the master of light that we call upon all of the time in our prayers and our meditations to help us find the same strength and grace within our own hearts 
to wrap our arms around ourselves and say, I love you. I'm so, so sorry. I love you so, so, so much. Please forgive me. I am listening to you now, precious heart of mine. So let's take this, these final moments together with Kuan Yin. And I invite you to imagine your arms around yourself. If you want, you can even bring your arms around your own heart, hugging yourself. And I invite you to visualize the same radiant light of Kuan Yin's compassion for herself. Being administered as medicine to the parts of your heart or your body that maybe you have felt frustrated with, maybe you have felt um, judgmental towards, Where can love reach inside of you next? Where can it be welcomed in? Perhaps you may feel the presence of your inner child or an inner teenager or even a young adult. Send this beautiful, compassionate, pink healing energy to those places and spaces within you that are ready to receive more of your grace, more of your light. Perhaps there is someone within you that feels angry and they want to know that their anger is valid and honored. You could say the prayer or the words to them, I love you. What you feel is important to me. We're on this journey together. I am listening to how you feel angry. What if the one within you was ready to be acknowledged for their sadness? What if there was the one within you that was ready to be acknowledged for how terrified they feel? The prayer or the words could feel like or look like or be sent as, I love you. I love you and I'm so, so sorry for how sad you feel and how terrified you feel. Please forgive me for ignoring how important these feelings are to you. I'm listening to you. I am embracing you. I'm welcoming you home within my consciousness. I need you. I don't want you to be left behind in the past. I need you here with me. I am here to honor your sadness with a victory wreath of love. I am here to crown you with my compassion and I'm here to ask for your forgiveness and to learn from you as the, the master within me, the Phoenix child that is arising within me now. What feelings are here to be honored as part of the full spectrum of your divinity having a human experience in this lifetime? In closing, I'm witnessing Kuan Yin and Babaji 
embracing your body, heart, and mind in this beautiful, um, looks like a dragon's egg of Christ light. Mm. This heavenly embrace of the one within you that has stepped into a courageous acceptance of exactly where you are in that perfect journey of healing that you're on. In that perfectly imperfect human lifetime that you have chosen to live as a way shower of grace and healing for others because you have chosen this evening and with every step that you take in your daily heroic human journey to become just a little bit more present to the Christ light within you that has the power to heal all wounds through love, presence, forgiveness, acknowledgement. Breathing into that holy presence of your Christed light being honored by the Ascended Masters this evening. We ask for the Holy Spirit of your higher self to receive the blessings of Kuan Yin and Maha Avatar Babaji and to integrate these blessings on all four levels of your being, your physical body, your emotional body, your mental body, all of your spiritual light bodies. If there's any cellular imprints that are ready to clear within this seventh plane consciousness, any heavy lifting that could be offered and received from the Ascended Masters as directed by your higher self, we welcome that full clearing with Kuan Yin's blessing and her compassionate rays of grace. Cleansing, clearing, baptizing, rebirthing your consciousness to what a gift you are. For all of us. And what a gift our community is for this world. A truly practicing community of Sophia Christ consciousness. Honestly, thousands of souls across this planet that are participating in the daily heroic act of self-compassion, self-love, and becoming educated, embodied way showers as to what it truly means to be a sovereign, divine embodiment of Sophia's grace in this world. In closing, I want to thank our entire community for your willingness to pray together, to meditate together, to uplift each other's hearts and to mentor with the Ascended Masters in how our daily communion with the source is essential in these times that we are living on the planet. Your prayers matter. Your meditation matters. Your creativity matters. Every single one of your feelings matter. Thank you for choosing to honor uh, how much they matter for you this evening by joining us for this special time with Kuan Yin. From my heart to yours, thank you for being a part of the Heaven on Earth Prayer Collective. I look forward to praying with you and meditating with you and diving deeper into the Sophia Code teachings in our next prayer collective, which happens every third Sunday of the month. I wish you my deepest blessings and love. And uh, if you'd like to join the post 
uh, prayer collective conversation, you're welcome to join our official international forum on Facebook um, by emailing us at contact at kaira.com. We're happy to get you in there uh, so that you can meet other like-minded souls on this journey with the Sophia Code. All my love to you. Namaste.